0: Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief keeps you informed about what's happening in Annapolis, Anne Arundel County, and Maryland. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. Your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts
1: now. Good morning. It's Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Okay, going to admit it. George hyped up this storm yesterday and at 1 p.m. I sent him a text saying, I think it's a bust. It's sunny. It's warm. Doesn't look like anything. He said, not this time. I didn't believe him. And man, was I wrong. Very wrong. All right. So let's get into it, shall we? Wow. What an afternoon. The National Weather Service did confirm last night that it was indeed a tornado that touched down in Anne Arundel County. They still need to determine the strength, but it was indeed a tornado. Now, I got some flack for a photo that I tweeted yesterday saying a possible tornado, but there are some very specific criteria that need to be met in order to classify it properly. Anyhow, significant damage along West Street near the McDonald's. Several businesses sustained significant damages, as did homes in the parole neighborhood behind it. Admiral Heights also took a little bit of a lighter hit. The tornado continued southeast across 665 parallel to Route 2 into Edgewater and then it kind of took a left down Central Avenue toward Mayo. South River High sustained some significant damage as well as many homes in the area. We will not know the extent for quite a few days, so you want to stay tuned on that. West Street is expected to remain closed from Chinquapin Round Road to Old Solomon's Island Road through at least midday today. You want to make sure that you avoid the area and let the crews do their job and clean it all up. Also, you want to avoid Mayo and Woodland Beach if possible. If there's any good news to come out of this, we have not heard of any injuries, only property damages. Fingers are crossed right there. And to give you an idea of the speed, the cell phone alert went off at 1 p.m. and there was a reported tornado in Arnold by the community college at 210. I don't believe that one touched down. West Street, at 2.15 and Edgewater at 2.20. I'm sure George is going to have more on this, but all things considered, I think we came out as good as we possibly could out of this one. Shifting gears a little bit, while COVID cases continue to rise statewide and countywide, County Executive Pittman is dangling another carrot to get county employees vaccinated. Last time we heard only about 40% of the police and fire departments had taken the jab, but County Executive Pittman is now offering a $1,000 bonus to any county employee or contractor, and this does include the quasi-government entities, such as the AAEDC and the Workforce Development Corp., etc., if they can prove vaccination by the end of November. That's people that get it or people that have already been vaccinated. Pittman is putting his money where his mouth is because he's asked employers to incentivize employees to get vaccinated as well. Well, I guess he's actually putting it our money where his mouth is. But hey, nice little bonus for the county employees before the holiday. Governor Hogan is pissed. At yesterday's Board of Public Works meeting, he ordered the state superintendent of schools and the Interagency Commission on School Construction, which I never realized existed, to do a top-to-bottom evaluation of air quality and ventilation in all schools statewide. He's looking to hold school districts accountable for all the money they've been given over the years to fix their air and filtration systems. He said that the state has given schools statewide $3 billion to fix it, and he wants to know why 31 Baltimore schools were closed earlier this week because of lack of air conditioning. In response, Baltimore City Schools sent out an email saying they are on track to do it by 2022-2023 school year and said that there would be no plan or timeline if the governor had not approved it but he continues to deny his role. Zing. Let the pissin' match begin. And as we start to wrap up, some bummer business news. The Best Buy store at Arundel Mills will be closing at the end of October. On August 30th, they filed a WARN notice with the state saying that it was a permanent closure and 47 people would be out of a job. WARN is an acronym, because we love them, for work adjustment and retraining notification, and it is a Form that needs to be sent if you're laying off more than I think 25 people to the state so they can make adjustments if they possibly can. I'm not a fan of big corporate box stores, but I hate to see anybody close, especially when they do employ local people. And lastly, a quick congrats to Good Morning America for realizing what we already know. Monica is awesome. I'm talking about Monica Alvarado, who is the sassy owner of Bread and Butter Kitchen and the brain behind Feed and Arundel. And GMA will be taping a segment at Bread and Butter today that is going to air on the 7th all about that Feed and Arundel program. So congratulations to Good Morning America for knowing what we knew. And congratulations to Monica for being once again recognized for everything that you've done. All right. That's it for the news today. If you are a fan of our Saturday local business spotlight series, and you should be up this weekend is Jane Abraham, who is the owner of Scout and Molly's, a very cool boutique at the Annapolis town center. So cool. In fact, that I bought a gift for a special someone when we recorded that podcast and it was an unqualified hit. And on deck for next weekend is another fun one. The guys from Park Fit up in Severna Park. And please, you want to make sure you let your favorite businesses know that we're doing these and tell them to reach out to us or let me know who they are and I'll reach out to them. They are completely free. All I need is the time to sit down and talk. Now, a quick thank you to our four sponsors for today's daily news brief, Solar Energy Services, the Christy Neidhart team of Northrop Realty, a long-end foster company, rehab to perform and MacMedics. It is Thursday, so we have Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace here with your Maker Minutes. And of course, George from DC DCMDVA Weather is here with your locally forecast weather report and probably a bit about the tornado. All of that gets underway in just a bit. Another moving moment from Christy Neidhart of the Christy Neidhart team from Northrop Realty, a Long and Foster company.
2: I've always loved being a realtor because, to me, it's more than a job. It's something that gives me an incredible sense of helping others. And this year in particular, when so many people we've helped had to move rather than wanted to move, it gave me an even greater sense of purpose. Whatever the reason for someone's move, from a career relocation to simply needing to downsize, it has truly been super rewarding and a privilege to be able to assist our clients through all the steps of their journeys. Though it hasn't always been easy, we've learned new ways of navigating the home buying and selling process. So whether you need to say goodbye to your current home or are looking for a new house to start the next chapter of your life in, the Christy Neidhart team is here to work with you and for you, because truly, we are all in this together.
0: That's another moving moment from Christy Neidhart. To get in touch, call 410-295-6579 or visit kn-team.com. That's kn-team.com.
2: Hey everyone, this is George with DCMDVA Weather, and this is your Ion Annapolis forecast for Thursday, September 2nd. Wow, where do we begin? Okay, first things first, let's get the forecast part of this deal out of the way quickly. Nice weather today through Labor Day Monday, especially for the Navy football home opener on Saturday, and that's pretty much it. Now let's recap yesterday, starting with sweet mother of Christ, we're not in Kansas anymore. And that's because we're in Maryland, which is clearly the new Kansas, and we just experienced the storm of the century for the 21st century yesterday, Which, of course, with climate change warming the planet, which is warming the air and the oceans, which is causing more rain to fall than ever before and more tropical systems to form than ever before, this storm will likely be beaten for storm-of-the-century honors next year or the year after, the same way so-called 100- or 1,000-year floods are occurring in the same places on the map repeatedly as we have seen recently in Ellicott City and which has happened in Philadelphia twice in just the last couple of months. But for now, it's all about Ida. Here's a storm that was forecast to be a major problem before it ever formed in the Caribbean, and it was that and then some. Let's be clear about one thing up front. The weather models were spectacular on this one. After the first couple of days of modeling, there was amazing consensus and consistency amongst all the models, which was very much what happened in March of 1993, With the last century's storm of the century, which kept showing day after day from five days out exactly what it was going to do and how it was going to do it. And no one truly believed it until a storm surge of up to 12 feet hit north of Tampa and drowned 13 people. And then it was on, producing hurricane force winds of 100 plus miles per hour in addition to a massive blizzard up the entire East Coast and in the mountains of North Carolina, which I just happened to experience firsthand while playing baseball in Charleston for UNC Asheville, while also turning 21 the day the storm moved in, stranding us for five days in 100-mile-per-hour winds. Because there was so much snow in the mountains, the roads were impassable, and Hurricane Ida just did the same thing. Model run after model run, the various models were tightly packed together, and the storm did exactly what it said it was going to do, But it was so much more, creating another insufferable disaster in the state of Louisiana, the third major hurricane to hit that state in the past 12 months. And on the same day that Katrina hit 16 years ago, to the day. That eerie fact alone should have clued us in as to what was to come, which actually is also exactly what happened as I started posting last week about the potential for the remnants of Ida to impact the DMD region this Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, and that it could bring breezy winds, heavy rain, and even tornadoes, which is really the standard deal with an ex-tropical system simply because it's a big circulating mess. The amazing thing about Ida, tropical in nature or otherwise, is that it literally followed the exact path models laid out from the Gulf of Mexico all the way now into the northeastern United States, like one of those cars at Disney World that's on a metal track and can't veer off course even if it wanted to. And it was just so relentlessly powerful as if it had a personality and some form of an agenda. And so the forecast, while never an easy guarantee, played out exactly as stated, which made me and anyone else who forecasted the weather Looked great from a forecasting standpoint, but what it fortunately did was also helped everyone prepare in advance for what was to come because the forecast never really changed. All that being said, we still just had a significant tornado go from London Town to Edgewater to Annapolis and maybe close to AACC before lifting a bit and then moving on wherever it went. Once it was confirmed on the ground... I tried to chase it down, but I could only get within two or three miles of the velocity signature before running out of roadway in Riviera Beach as it then moved over the bay and possibly reformed near Harford County. Regardless of the end result of its lifespan, it did significant damage in Anne Arundel County. Based on what I saw and what everyone else saw firsthand after circling back to Annapolis, it was probably an EF2 rated storm, but could possibly have even been an EF3. We'll let the National Weather Service figure that out with their on-site assessments in the coming days. But the visuals were compelling and simultaneously heartbreaking. It looked to the eye like we were in some place like Kansas or Texas, as opposed to the suburbs of D.C. and Baltimore, with roofs completely ripped off of homes, cars flipped, trees snapped for miles, and that unforgettable image of power poles down across West Street in Annapolis with surrounding businesses damaged. And there was a lot of damage people and business owners will be displaced for months to come. I know what that's like. My family was displaced for nine months from our home when the Super Derecho of 2012 toppled a few 125-foot trees onto our house in Cape St. Clair. It's unsettling. But events like that and like yesterday's tornado also do something positive that we all wish we could have more of in so-called normal times, but somehow we always seem to struggle with a bit, mainly because we're human. And that's feeling strongly connected to one another and also genuinely genuinely caring for each other. And we saw that yesterday instantly, humans springing into action to do the sometimes unimaginable, which is help other humans and care for each other in a time of need. All from what? The weather. That's why I love it, and that's why I love forecasting it, and I love being a part of the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief for the connection and the caring. I do this because I can. I'm educated in atmospheric sciences and experienced in forecasting from my own efforts, and I started what is now DCMDVA Weather as a way to cope with what I experienced when those trees fell on me and landed right next to me, literally within a few inches, a 125-foot tree within a few inches, while also caving in an entire bedroom on our then two-year-old daughter who was buried under a pile of rubble until we pulled her out, because it was then that I saw firsthand the humans of Cape St. Clair come out in droves to help us get through that moment. And they did. And we got through it. And here we are. And so hopefully the forecasting I provide under the umbrella of D.C. MDVA weather helps people in the region stay weather informed and stay safe from bad weather outcomes. And hopefully the forecasts and the extra recordings and the social media posts leading up to yesterday helped in some way as well. A listener of the Daily News Brief posted on Twitter yesterday, before the tornado went down, the following. Did you hear what I heard from George at DC MDVA Weather on the Ion on Annapolis podcast this morning? In quotes, there's a 1 in 10 chance of a tornado occurring within 25 miles of any given point on the map for our area. I had to play that again. Wow. That was the end of her post. And that ending is the best way to sum this all up. Wow. Bottom line. We're all in this together. That's Annapolis, and that's Cape St. Clair, and Edgewater, and Arnold, and London Town, and Reva, Kent Island, Bowie, Severna Park, Crownsville, Baltimore, D.C., Fairfax, Frederick, Herlock, Royal Oak, Centerville, and every other point on the map that represents the one planet we all share, all of us humans. Wow is right. Wow is right. This is George Young of D.C. MDVA Weather. Make it a great day. Stay healthy and be safe. And always stay weather informed.
3: Hello, energy consumers. This is Rick Peters, president of Solar Energy Services. With all the talk of energy resilience in the news recently, I'm surprised there's not more talk about solar plus batteries, especially since one-third of all of our new residential solar projects include a battery backup system that provides instant energy security and peace of mind. And with incentives in place for battery backup, this investment is now more affordable than ever. With financing rates as low as 0.99% and plans offering 18 months same as cash, it's now easier than ever to go Solar with no money down. Financing creates an easy bill swap scenario where you replace your electric bill with a loan payment, allowing you to build equity in your own personal energy supply. Don't wait for your next power outage to act. Contact us today at 410 923 6090 or visit us at Solarsaves.net to learn more about solar with battery backup. Don't wait another minute. Sunshine's a wasted. Sunshine, sunshine. Nothing
2: else can make me
0: feel so fine. Every week, makers, crafters, and educators hold events all over the area. Highlighting some of those, here's our Maker Minutes, brought to you by Annapolis Makerspace.
4: Hey, this is Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes. Sunday, be sure to check out the first Sunday Arts Festival down the first couple of blocks of West Street. There's always lots of great local artists, as well as all this stuff going on. And it's always good to get some holiday shopping done early. Knits and Pieces off of Bestgate Road has some knitting classes coming up. Wednesday, there's a Christmas stacking class that runs three sessions on Wednesdays through the 15th, with three more sessions in October. Then later on, there's a Learn to Knit a Weekender sweater, which has additional sessions in a couple weeks, as well as some in October. And if you need some help, check out their knit coaching sessions on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at various times of day to best fit your schedule. Down in South County, check out the Creative and Performing Arts of South County's Art Nights, which will be returning September 17th, with lots of fun and creative projects planned, including wooden peg dolls, flower pot chimes canvas paint nights and paint pours at whole foods in annapolis today check out their half pint kids club making cookie crunch parfaits at art farm in annapolis registration is open for their fall classes for september and october including virtual beginner drawing kids fundamentals of drawing graphic design 3d sculpture class stop motion animation beat making abstract painting and virtual botanical drawings also check out more of their outdoor sketch nights adult creativity workshop photo 101 and abstract painting at the Anne Arundel County Public Library System this week. Tomorrow, check out their preschool art club. Saturday, there's Ask a Master Gardener at both the Crofton Library and the Bush Annapolis Library. And Wednesday, check out process art with leaf printing, as well as Knits and Knots Fiber Arts. Also, be sure to check out the library's various book clubs, story times, trivia nights, and specialty programs such as the DSS Social Worker at the Deal Library, the American Red Cross Blood Drive at the Bush Annapolis Library, Ask a Lawyer Virtual Meetup, as well as How to Start a Nonprofit at the Bush Annapolis Library. And at Annapolis Makerspace this week, Tuesday, check out our monthly Autodesk Fusion 360 3D design workshop with Russ. If you have any questions about the Annapolis Makerspace, the Maker Minutes, or any of these events, feel free to contact me at Trevor at And you can find links to all of these events at the Annapolis Makerspace website, also at MacAnnapolis.org. And whether you're making art, software, sawdust, or just a mess, chances are you're already a maker. This has been Trevor from Annapolis Makerspace with this week's Maker Minutes.
0: Have you ever had to wait to get an appointment at the Apple Store? Skip the wait and the line of the mall by visiting MacMedics in Severna Park or Lanham, where appointments are not necessary. MacMedics is an Apple-authorized premium service provider. MacMedics services all Apple devices, including broken iPhone screens and batteries, and all without an appointment. Most iPhone repairs are complete the same day and usually within a few hours.